Welcome everyone, and you're listening to Punchline, the show that brings you poetry and perspective for the young and the young at heart. I'm your host, Hannah Flores, the poet, and today is August 1st, 2020. Now let's get started. Now, before I get into today's regular scheduled programming, I need to bring your attention to something that is very important that you may not be aware of, or maybe you are, who knows? Let's see what it is. Well, August 1st is, in fact, Emancipation Day. And I urge you to use this day for celebration and action, even if public figures aren't doing that. Nova Scotia Senator Wanda Thomas-Bernard is one of a community of leaders who have been pushing for years for the government of Canada to mark Emancipation Day each August 1st. Right now, the day is only officially recognized here in the province of Ontario. She says, quote, from coast to coast, we could pause and recognize Emancipation Day and use it as a time to remember, use it as a time to reflect, and use it as a time to commit to action." End quote. Today, I encourage you to reflect on the history and purpose of celebrating Emancipation Day and Black History in August as time for action and a time for critical self-reflection of our roles in maintaining harmful colonial structures of modern-day discrimination. As I encourage my fellow Canadians to recognize this day with me, I also encourage anyone who's listening to this podcast and anyone from around the world to understand the significance behind this day and what it stands for. Now, on to the rest of today's content. Humans. Um, yeah. I mean, we make mistakes, we're not perfect, but that doesn't mean that artificial intelligence is really that much more intelligent than the rest of us. Still, the tech is already making important decisions about your life and potentially ruling over which ads you see. You know, like when you were talking to someone about buying new shoes and then next thing you know, all these Nike ads fill up the pop-up corners and sidebars on the website that you were just looking at. Pretty creepy, right? And it can even affect how your application to your dream job will be screened. Now the tech sounds cool, but these systems can be biased based on who builds them, how they're developed, and how they're used. Algorithmic bias, or what I like to call color coding, will be our little phrase for the day. It's tough to figure out how exactly these systems can be susceptible to algorithmic bias, especially since it's all very new and can seem kind of confusing. Usually, you know how it has affected you, if you're even aware that AI or an algorithm was used in the first place. Did you get the job? Did you see that Adidas ad on your Facebook timeline? Did your iPhone unlock with a new face recognition? That makes addressing the biases of artificial intelligence pretty complicated, but even more important to understand anyways. In general, for AI to work, you need to feed it lots of data, like pools of it, known as machine learning or training your robot, if you will. Take the example of a book. You present it with a book for it to study its texture, size, and contents. You keep feeding many copies of the same book so it'll recognize it, and then when it does, it's always correct. 
But if you only give the machine one book to look at, then it doesn't know what any other books look like or what their contents are like. And you haven't shown it anything else other than that one book. This is where the problem lies in a much more serious case. An AI can have different accuracy rates for different groups of people. Similarly, an algorithm can make very different decisions when applied to different populations, especially when it comes to recognizing facial features, accents, dialects, speech impediments, and names. Ever have someone pronounce your first or last name wrong? I know I have, even though my name seems pretty straightforward. Imagine a machine trying to recognize it if it hasn't been given any names similar to yours before. So yes, this technology can be discriminatory in many ways because it is a direct reflection of those who created it and the data that it consumed. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking that subscribe button right now. Punchline is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for all of your support thus far, and I'm hoping to keep growing. Please check out my Instagram account at Punchline Podcast or the host Instagram account at Hannah Flores the Poet for more awesome updates and exclusive tidbits of information. Now, back to the show. To put it into better context, I think that this specific excerpt from an episode of Chicago PD, I don't know if you guys have ever watched the series with Chicago Fire or Chicago Med, but it really explains this concept in a great way in such a short time and the importance of it, especially within legal systems where facial recognition and criminal profiling are always a constant. Your fancy software, it didn't work, Derek. You gave us the name Marcus West. 99.64% certainty. He wasn't the guy? No, he wasn't the guy. Sorry about that. Sorry? I told Crawford, this thing's still a year out, six months maybe. We're still running code, algorithms. And sometimes this kind of thing happens, you get false positives. It's rare, but it happens. Mostly to black people. What? The code was written by white engineers who designed it around predominantly white facial features and tested it on their white friends, so it's less precise if you're black. And here's the really bad part. Darker your skin, worse the problem gets. You don't think that would have been useful information for us before we go and use it on a dark-skinned black man? Now that's not to say that there aren't efforts to undo this big mess, but it's important to keep in mind that the tech won't be a solution to fundamental challenges of fairness and discrimination as it usually claims to be. And there's no guarantee that companies building or using this tech will make sure it's not discriminatory, especially without a legal mandate to do so. It's up to us, collectively, to push for ethics and inclusivity in the tech world and to make sure that it will help us more in the future instead of harming us. Well, I guess you beat me to the punchline. I'm your host, Hannah Flores the Poet, and thanks for tuning in again for another great episode today. I'm really excited to keep 
delivering content to you guys, bringing poetry and perspective for the young and the young at heart more than once a week now. And I'm still constantly going through my um, guest list and trying to schedule interviews with people to keep the content exciting fresh new and inviting new people onto the show so please stay tuned and check out my instagram account at punchline podcast always there's going to be updates on each episode and you can constantly keep track there and it has all the links to every platform that this podcast is on spotify apple podcast podbean google play and soon to be on stitcher so please stay tuned and keep listening and keep a watch out for punchline and i guess that brings this episode to a wrap thank you so much for listening and have a great day